0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Medical Facilities Corporation 2021 Second Quarter Results Conference Call. After management's remarks, this call will include a question-and-answer session whereby qualified equity analysts will be permitted to ask questions. Before turning the call over to management, listeners are reminded that certain statements made in today's call, including responses to questions, may contain forward-looking statements within the meeting of the safe harbor provisions of Canadian Provincial Securities laws, Forward-looking statements involve risk and uncertainties, and undue reliance should not be placed on such statements. Certain material factors or assumptions are applied in making forward-looking statements, and actual results may differ materially from those expressed or implied in such statements. For additional information about factors that may cause actual results to differ materially, from expectations, and about material factors or assumptions applied in making forward-looking statements, please consult the M.D. and A. for this quarter, the risk factors section of the annual information form, and medical facilities' other filings with Canadian securities regulators. Medical facilities does not undertake to update any forward-looking statements. Such statements speak only as of the date made. Please note that today's call is being broadcast live over the Internet, and the webcast will be available for replay beginning approximately one hour following the completion of the call. Details of how to access the webcast replay are available in this morning's news release announcing the company's financial results. I would now like to turn the call meeting over to Mr. Rob Harar, President and CEO of Medical Facilities.
1: Thank you, Jennifer. Good morning and welcome to our second quarter earnings call. Joining me today is David Watson, our Chief Financial Officer. Earlier this morning, we released our second quarter results. Our news release, financial statements, and MD&A may be accessed through our website at www.medicalfacilitiescorp.ca and have also been filed with CDAR today. Our second quarter was highlighted by a continued strong recovery in case volumes on a sequential and year-over-year basis. Surgical case volumes were up at each of our facilities, with Sioux Falls Specialty Hospital, MFC, New Terra ASCs, and the Black Hills Surgical Hospital experiencing the largest increases. Our facility service revenue was up 44.2% from the second quarter of last year. In line with the higher surgical case volume across all facilities, we also saw an increase in operating expenses, partly offset by the impact of the sale of Two Rivers Surgical Center in September 2020. Our EBITDA for the quarter was down 3.7% from the second quarter of last year, but as a reminder, we recognized just over $21 million in government stimulus income in the second quarter of last year versus $572,000 this past quarter. Importantly, compared to 2019 as a baseline, second quarter EBITDA, excluding government stimulus income, increased 12.7%. Looking ahead to the back half of the year, we remain cautiously optimistic in our outlook. While we are pleased with the continued volume recovery in the second quarter and encouraged by the continued rollout of vaccines across the U.S., there's still a lot of uncertainty due to the Delta variant in many parts of the country. COVID-19 cases have been on the rise so far throughout the summer, and we continue to support the vaccination rollout at each of our facilities and in general. Regardless, all of our facilities are open, We have sufficient PPE on hand and continue to take all necessary precautions, and we have a strong base from which to grow both organically and by way of strategic acquisitions. On the topic of organic growth, the 4,500 square foot expansion at Arkansas Surgical Hospital is moving forward as expected, remains on track for completion before the end of the year. We also look to capitalize on the strong ASC market whether through potential acquisitions or de novo opportunities like St. Luke's ASC, which we opened last year and continues to ramp up volumes. With that, I would like to now turn the call over to David to discuss our second quarter financial results.
2: Thanks, Rob, and good morning, everyone. I will discuss our financial performance for the quarter, then provide an update on our balance sheet and liquidity. But first, I would like to remind everyone that all dollars and amounts expressed in today's call are in U.S. dollars unless stated otherwise. Our facility service revenue for the second quarter was $97.6 million, which was up 44.2% from the $67.7 million in the second quarter of 2020. The increase was primarily due to higher case volume, as prior year volumes and case mix were impacted significantly by the pandemic. Overall surgical case volumes increased by 51.1%. Outpatient cases increased by 62.1%. Inpatient cases increased 15.6%. Although second quarter surgical case volume from continuing operations increased significantly compared to 2020, it was still about 6% below the second quarter of 2019. Total revenue and other income was $98.1 million for the quarter, an increase of 10.5% from 88.8 million for the same period in 2020. As Rob mentioned, Facilities received an additional 572,000 in government stimulus during the quarter, while they received just over 21 million in the second quarter of last year. Operating expenses for the quarter increased by 14% to $81.2 million to a more normalized level driven by the growth in case volume. As a percentage of total revenue and other income, operating expenses increased to 82.7% from 80.2% in the prior year but compared favorably to 86.4% in the second quarter of 2019. EBITDA for the quarter was $23.7 million, or 24.1% of revenue, compared to 24.6 million, or 27.7% a year earlier. Compared to 2019 as a baseline, second quarter 2021 EBITDA, excluding government stimulus income, increased 12.7%, and the margin was 23.7%, compared to 21.8% in second quarter 2019. In the second quarter this year, we generated cash available for distribution totaling seven and a half million Canadian dollars, resulting in a payout ratio of 29.2%. This is a slight increase from second quarter to last year due to the strengthening of the Canadian dollar relative to the US dollar. Turning to our balance sheet, at quarter end, we had cash and cash equivalents of $61.5 million and consolidated net working capital of $48.1 million, compared to $45 million at year end. Cash and cash equivalents included $20.8 million of Medicare advances after $2.3 million was recouped in the second quarter. The outstanding balance on our corporate line of credit was $31 million at quarter end. Inclusive of lease liabilities, our net debt to equity stands at 0.49. We continue to be very well resourced to capitalize on potential growth opportunities, and our leverage remains significantly lower than our U.S. trading peers. For additional detail on our financial results, including specific results for each facility, please refer to our MD&A. With that, we would like to now open the line for questions. Operator?
0: Thank you. If you'd like to ask a question, please signal by pressing star 1 on your telephone keypad if you are using a speakerphone, please make sure your mute function is turned off to allow your signal Tree reach our equipment. Again, press star 1 to ask a question for just a moment to allow everyone an opportunity to signal for questions. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.
3: go first to andrea leno with national hey uh good morning thanks uh for taking my questions uh I was wondering if you guys can talk a little bit i mean you said the volumes are, are generally recovering or have recovered could you can, I was talk if you can uh i was wondering if you can talk a bit about uh how is it trending versus historical uh levels and uh what are you seeing so far in q three
2: yeah hey andres it's, it's, thanks right. for the question um You know, the the volumes have continued to improve. Uh, We saw in the first quarter that, uh, you know, certainly up significantly compared to uh, 2020. Still uh, a little bit below uh, the same uh, period in 2019, Uh, but that continued to improve in the second quarter. Uh, We were about 6% below uh, second quarter of 2019, and, you know, we're cautiously optimistic. I think all all things being equal, we'd expect that trend to continue. But, obviously, with the uh, potential impact of the Delta variant, we're we're cautious on
3: that. Okay. No, no, for sure. Uh, And as a follow-up there, I mean, does the caution come from a general sense of caution that cases are increased, or or are you seeing anything in terms of cancellations or postponements?
2: It's a general caution at this point.
3: Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. Uh, The second question I have, uh, you mentioned, or or, uh, Rob, rather in the uh, prepared remarks and it was in your press release as well, into exploring growth opportunities in the second half of the year, uh, be it de novo or an acquisition. So, uh, I, I was wondering uh, if you can talk a little bit about what would kind of sway you one way or another uh, to to a network or to an acquisition, and uh, if you can talk uh, uh, what kind of size are you considering? Would it be more of a sort of a tacking kind of situation, or would you even look for something of of, of the size?
1: Well, <clears throat> in general, Andre, uh, we've talked about our growth opportunities in the ASC side uh, are are significant uh, listed in terms of the looks that we're getting in our pipeline. Our pipeline is active. We continue to look at both de novo development opportunities as well as as acquisitions. Um, And and so we see see that market starting to to pick up in terms of activity. Clearly, we've talked about that. And uh, so we we see a lot of activity right there. It takes a while, of course, to work through development opportunities and and to diligence uh, acquisitions. And the size are generally what we've got about now in terms of the ASC uh, uh, portfolio, for sort of that two to four okay. OR size. Okay. Great. So that's good color. Thank you. And
3: uh, my next question, and uh, I have a follow-up, but I'll, I'll jump in the queue after. I'm sure if you can talk a bit about the, the CMSP schedule for this year, uh, any impact of the procedures or, uh, like, w- what impact would it have to medical facilities, if at all?
0: Yeah,
2: you know, I think I think the overall uh lift on the schedule is two point three percent. Um yeah, the expectation is that uh you know from from our specifics uh, it should be you know in line with that.
3: Okay, great. Uh and uh the, the follow up to that is that uh is there the reinstatement of the inpatient list uh and, any impact to medical facilities at all or, or any thoughts you might have on that?
1: Uh, I, I believe you're talking about the inpatient only list, you know, CMS, I think it's, it's pulled back from that uh, this yeah. year, and, uh, you know, and just in general, you know, I'll just say in general our volumes continue to improve, you know, across the board, so um, at this point, I would say not, not that's not been the impact. Okay.
3: Okay, so, so no no changes there, right? So it, it should be more or less. Not,
1: not, not, right. Okay, great. Thanks. I'll,
0: uh, I'll jump into the queue. Thank you. Thank you. We'll go next to Doug Meme with RBC Capital Markets.
4: Yeah, thank you, and good morning. Um, first question just has to do with the surgical case volume increases that you're seeing, and you noted, um, I read, that large part of that, 68% is uh, coming from Medicare or so, or growth. Uh, and then uh, I think it was thirty eight percent from blue cloth um uh, blue shield um Can you talk about why you're sort of over indexed right now to uh medicare growth um just curious about that,
1: yeah, doug. I appreciate the question this is rob it, 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 what we've seen coming out of recovery is that the most of the, a large part to a large part the deferred cases you know were were medicare so you know, starting to see that come back and, uh, you know, as COVID and vaccinations roll out. So we've seen, you know, a little bit more growth in that area. And, of course, Blue Cross being in our commercial line is uh, is also, in, you know, was a part of that. But that's,
4: that's really the reason behind it. Okay. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Um, right. The other thing that I was uh, wondering about um, is, Do you think that the company and other surgical hospitals just in in general are benefiting um, from what may be perception that they're they're a safer place to have procedures done versus a community hospital where um, they could get exposure to COVID, et cetera, et cetera, or do you still feel that it's simply a function of um, you know the quality of the care and those sorts of things that you can provide relative to a community hospital
1: well i, I uh that's a very good question i think for the for the, primarily it's the quality of the outcomes and things like that uh, that that win the day the uh secondly, I tell you that uh, um that um you know the uh Yeah, I think that's primarily the what, what wins the day here. Uh, now, I would tell you we've benefited over, uh, over the time from being a safe place, not treating COVID patients, that we have seen some volume pickups from that, and especially from physicians in the community that are not owners. We've, called that, we've talked about that in previous calls. And you know, to, to some degree, there may be some benefit from that. But for the large part, it's the reputation uh, of each of the centers and the quality.
4: Yeah. Okay, good. And then finally for me, just with respect to multiples and those sorts of things in turn, uh, as you look at your acquisitions, now de novo is one thing, but the acquisition multiples, are you seeing any price inflation in those, um, whether they be a, a surgical hospital or I guess it'd be mostly ASCs in, in this case, but um, anything you've observed there
1: through the period? Uh, what we're seeing right now is fairly stable multiples. We haven't seen any expansion of that you know, over the past, uh, really, the past year. So it's been fairly stable on the, on the uh, multiple side.
4: Okay, great. That's it for me. Thanks very
2: much. Right, thank you. Great, thanks.
0: We'll go next to Chelsea Stelic with IA Capital Markets. Uh, Hello, good morning. I just have a couple questions. Um, I guess I'm just curious on the outlook of uh, government stimulus. I know that you mentioned um, potential stimulus from from newer packages. I just kind of want to get a sense of where you expect things to roll out for the remainder of the year.
2: You know, um, based on on, uh, stimulus that's been received to Chelsea. Uh you know we still have some deferred that um you know we'll be recognizing in the third and fourth quarters but okay. it's, it's, you know not 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 at the same level that uh you know we've we've seen in past quarters
0: okay um and then I guess just my last question um. I know that you mentioned uh there's just been a larger proportional increase in surgical cases at um, you know, MSC and SSH, SS, just kind of more color on on the larger increases there and, and if that's going to continue moving forward. That the, the delta between certain uh, facilities.
1: Well, we just called out those were the uh I guess best the the best uh, uh Performers in terms of the volume for the quarter. I don't. uh, I think overall we're pleased in general with that with that trend across the portfolio. You know, as David called out, Chelsea. You know, we we've we continue to close the gap to uh, the 2019 levels. You know, even within the third quarter, we saw almost a a continued uh, positive closure rate. So, you know, Delta COVID aside, we're pretty optimistic of that continuing.
0: Okay. Yep, that's that's great. That's it for me. Thank you. Good. Thank you. And once again, if you'd like to ask a question, that's star one. And we'll go next to NJ Leno with National Bank.
3: Hey, uh, good morning. Uh, th- thanks for the follow-up. Uh, just uh, w- one for me. Uh, can you guys talk uh, if you're seeing anything in terms of uh, inflation uh, be it in, in, uh, in, within your current staff uh, or even labor pressures uh, in the U.S. when that has impacted uh, hires or anything like that?
2: Yeah, good, good question, Andrew. Um, you know, we've, we're in competitive markets. We've always seen, uh, you know, competitive labor market in each of our our markets, um, we have seen, uh, you know, increased pressure this year, but nothing that's impacted our ability to maintain staffing levels or
3: operate. Okay. Uh, thank you. And is there any way, like, in terms of to the, the increased pressure, uh, actually, is it more in terms of recruiting or is it more in terms of compensation uh, or, or keeping staff in-house?
2: Yeah, it's, it's actually both because uh, they, they end up playing um, off on one another.
3: Okay. Okay. Uh, is there an impact quantifiable uh, that you might want to call out or, or not, not really a quantifiable impact at this point?
1: No, not at this time. Okay. Okay, great. Thank you. That's it for me. Okay.
0: And at this time, there are no further questions. I will turn the call back to Mr. Rob Harar.
1: Thank you, Operator. In closing, we thank our physician partners, nurses, and all staff who deliver outstanding care to patients each and every day. And as always, we look forward to reporting on our progress again next quarter. Thank you.
0: This does conclude today's conference. We thank you for your participation. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.